0: Hello, and welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I am your host, Christine Daynard, and the goal of this podcast is to encourage you to live your best and most authentic life by digging deeper and finding connection through vulnerability. I believe we have been taught that vulnerability is a weakness, when in fact, it is our superpower. In this space, I will share personal stories and conversations with others so you can be empowered by their strength and inspired to take action in your own life. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Okay, well, welcome back to the Say It Out Loud podcast with me, Christine D. And I am so thrilled to have this guest with me today as I look at her in my Zoom call right now. I'm so thrilled to have Candace Allen join me in this space. And what's really interesting is that Candace and I have chatted before. Funny enough, we have met virtually and only virtually. And I believe it was in the pandemic when uh, I was on your podcast and we had this amazing conversation and so much has changed. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like almost in some way, like those three years were almost like, like they almost didn't exist. So it feels like it was just yesterday that we talked, but really it was like probably three years ago that we talked. Mm -hmm. Right. I think so. Yeah. So I'm so thrilled to have you here. I know this is going to be an amazing conversation. And um, Candace, if you would do with us the honor of just letting our audience know who you are, a little bit about you and why you really wanted to come into this podcast and chat with me today. Thank
1: you. First of all, Christine, I am so excited to be here, especially because um, how we started, like you said, about three years ago, and it has come around in a way that's completely unexpected. So my name's Candace Allen. My business is Soul Matters, and it's the matters of the soul and the fact that your soul does matter. Um, I have been doing so many different things, but most recently, I left my career as a high school teacher. And um, I know what a huge step, especially here in Ontario. It's almost, it's very difficult to break free of that, right? Um, I'm about to go to Guatemala to write my first book, which I have to talk about later on. It's it's really exciting. And my son just left to go to university on Saturday. He moved to Toronto, which is crazy. I'm here in Windsor. And uh, a lot of great things are going on. And I, I can't wait to talk to you today. It's going to be, I know it's going to flow and be electric and just inspire. I think we're going to inspire each other, even, you know, despite the audience, I think you and I are going to go like, What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes, It's so funny. Cause I like literally have goosebumps just as you're saying that, because I remember when we were chatting some three years ago yeah. and your goal was to leave teaching and to lean more into where your heart and gut and soul were calling you. So I love how you've named your business. I love what you're doing. And I just know, oh, that you're going to impact so many people so i'm so glad that you're here and oh my gosh so where should we start so you know i think that maybe that is a great place to start that you know i think that um as people in society, we get this idea that we have to do what we've been taught to do, right? So yeah. we we live by this mold, we follow the rules, you know, we go to school, we get that job. And many of us, including us who have left the corporate world, mm-hmm. um, but many people, I think, still live in the space of I, ha- I feel like I have to, I can't leave now, I'm, I'm too old, I can't be retrained, or um, what else would I even possibly do? And we get so wrapped up in it, um, that it's harder to see and and jump back down into our hearts and our gut and let it lead us. And instead we live in our head and in that space. So I would love to like, you know, just hear a little bit about how from that time a few years ago when we chatted, you know, I know that's a lot of like ground to cover, but how that shifted for you. and, And was there one thing that all of a sudden was just like, that's it, I'm done? Or how did that, Give us a little idea how that came to be. Well, I want to go back a
1: little bit further because I think we're both Gen Xers. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. So the Gen X kid, you know, the 80s kid, um, very different generation from our own children right now. My son's 18. I have a 16 year old and a, and a little one who's six. who's of a whole different generation, if you can believe it. I feel like growing up, there was an expectation that you were going to go to school or get a trade. You know, there was this after high school. That you're going to get the job, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids. And there was a lot of the shoulds. And due to the life that I lived and the experience that I had growing up, I felt this innate need to do all the right things that I had to do all the things and get that done. Um, And I accomplished it all. And so I wanted actually I didn't want to be a teacher. It's interesting that I became a teacher. I actually quit after my first semester as a teacher. I quit. I actually quit before. Um, I don't think you know this. I There was a different position called change your future counselor at the time. It doesn't exist like that anymore. And when I looked at the job description, I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. About working with in-risk youth who... and what I realized is underneath it all, the reason why I wanted to work with teenagers is because of my life as a teenager. And I wanted to be for them what I did not have. Okay. So I did that for quite a while. And, um, and then I came back into teaching in 2009 and I, I really liked it. However, every time I could find an opportunity to get into some alternative education opportunity, I would get out and, you know, like I taught at the college, I did this, all these different things, because what was calling to me was not standing up in front of a chalkboard, um, talking about Canadian history, no matter what I would teach, I'd bring it back to life. And so those inner stirrings of who I am was always there. So what I did was in 2015, I was in a position, I was at the college teaching high school courses at the college. And I was bored because, um, it was a different experience. And so when I had downtime, like, what do I do? So I created a business and that changed everything. I started to learn more about mindfulness. I was doing all these different things and started to create workshops. And I'm like, oh, this is me. So in 2017, I think I tried to get out. No, it was 2016. I was going to get out then. And then I got pregnant unexpectedly through a vasectomy. And so that was the universe saying, not yet. (laughs) So I I kept going and then I was going to leave again in 2019 right before covid began and hit and um and then my husband left. And so once again the universe was like not yet. And um so but it was pulling me and what was happening is I was feeling more and more uncomfortable. So I'm sure that there's a lot of your listeners who it's like a call, you felt this. It's this stirring inside. It's not just like I'm bored of my job, I need something different. It is like this inner pull, this call that you're you've got to make a change. And the stronger the call is, the more uncomfortable you are, whether it's in your marriage or relationship, whether it's in your job, a friendship, a a relationship with a family member, it doesn't matter. There's this feeling. And the more you deny it and keep trying to tuck it down. Oh, I got to do all the things. I have kids. I've got a, you know, I I've got a mortgage. I've got all these things. We say all the things that we have to do, which you mentioned at the beginning, the more uncomfortable you're going to be, you might put on weight, you might break out. You might have other health issues. Something's going to happen because to me, and I say the universe, okay, you can call it whatever the hell you want. Call it your inner self. doesn't matter, right? But that's going to keep, it's like I say, there's like the whisper in the ear, the tap on the shoulder, the slap across the face, you know, getting pushed really hard and then running you over with a Mack truck. God forbid any of those things happen, but it's like when you don't listen to the callings of your soul, that inner part of you, it gets more and more uncomfortable. So I prepared um i'm actually on a paid leave right now as a teacher there's an opportunity i chose to do a 3 over 4 so starting next week when i don't go back to work i do have an income so i did plan that in advance but i'm not going back and that is without a doubt so i don't think you should just well, it depends maybe you should just jump sometimes right so that's what it was it was like that calling that poll it had been there for a long time and then i just couldn't it wasn't, I was ignoring, I couldn't put it off anymore. And it's scary as hell. And yet it's exhilarating.
0: You know, I, I you know, this, I relate so much to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And with me, it was very similar. And what I think what's really important for people to hear and understand is that that calling isn't going to go away. It, it might shift over time. It might uh, take on a bit of a different. Uh, you know way of being uh, a place in the world um form in you know real life but it won't ever go away like what you're speaking about and it can take us some time to get there
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know like i know for me i was so uncomfortable at work in the corporate world before i left but it took about a year and a half for me to actually make the jump and yeah. i actually literally did jump <laughs> one day that's it walked in quick like left bought a van started a new business right i think i remembered that when i was like you know you
1: might okay i'm like the and then i i was like or you don't have to i think (laughs) i remembered that you were like nope f it i'm gone
0: (laughs) bye (laughs) But, but to tell you that, but to be fair, similar to you, I think in that, uh, in that mindset of like, I want to give myself a little bit of wiggle room so that I'm not stressing while I'm building this thing. Right. So you've created that space for yourself. And in some way I did as well, because I was, I had been sort of financially preparing for that for a little while right yeah. so I was I had a little bit of a leeway so yes I jumped off a cliff but it was a cliff that had uh you know a couple parachutes on the way down right so but I can relate so much with what you're saying I just feel like it's um you know I think that in general when I talk to people a lot of people feel like they're just going to make this shift and then everything's going to be done right and you know it's like when you're starting this journey of understanding yourself better, leaning into more of who you are and what you're meant for listening to that calling within you, it like opens up parts of you that you never even knew existed before. Right. And a lot of healing happens inside. And, you know, I think that healing is really intimidating to a lot of people. They don't want to start because it's scary to like bring up old wounds and, you know, I feel like uh, we're sort of soul sisters on some level, like I just feel so connected to you. And I feel like um, there is such an opportunity through the pain. And what comes out on the other side is like just what you described. It's like this exhilarating, um and every every stage of the game right it's like you break through one of those levels for yourself right you break through an old belief you had you break through an old ideal that you had or a paradigm that you're in or have been in and you get to the other side and you go oh shit look at that like I did that yeah and then you build your confidence and then the next hiccup comes and you're like okay okay uh, this is familiar <laughs> I've done this before, I can do this again, right? And then it's like, it doesn't go away. It never stops or ends. The self-development never ends, which sounds like, oh my God, if it never ends, do I even want to start? But it's such an incredible, amazing climb and ascension that you can't can't beat it, right? Like I want to encourage every person in the world to go through it. Yeah. And I I love that, um, you know, that you're expressing how, throughout your life, you had this pull and draw, but there was always reasons because I think we all do this, right? It's like that fear that what am I going to do if I don't know exactly what it's going to look like? How, how does that, how does that even happen? I, we can't dream that big. Sometimes yeah. we hold ourselves back from dreaming that big.
1: Yeah, we hold ourselves back so much and it really does go back. You know, um, I've done this weekend, I was in this intensive <laughs> three-day immersion and it would rip me open And I feel like, and I already, I've been doing a decade, a full decade of concentrated, conscious self-love, self-development and healing. But the reason why I did this workshop was because I was like, I've taken this huge leap. What I want to see is what I haven't yet seen, no matter how deep I've looked and all the stuff I've done, what is still maybe anchoring me to the past? Because I, I really want to see it, nip that in the bud so I can fly, Right. And girl, let me tell you, I was like, I have this program called Pandora's box, which is deep as hell. And it was like, you know, you look out the window and I'm like, what I did this weekend was like, I just got some Windex and I cleaned that off for more clarity. And I was like, these, I'm going to be really vulnerable right now and say that those core wounds that were really sticking with me as I move forward, okay? So I do, I do, I have programs and workshops, I'm about to write a book, and I know what I do is life-changing because I am living that life change. But underneath it, these are my wounds, ready? The number one thing is no one cares about Candace. Hmm. No one cares about me. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter how hard I try, no matter how much I love you, you don't really care. And then underneath that is that I'm not secure. I'm not safe and secure. So that need for financial security. So what I saw this weekend, so I've already known these. I already knew this. This is the hard thing is when you've done so much self-development, you're very self-aware and you're like, I'm speaking my truth. I'm seeing my shadows. (laughs) What I didn't realize was the impact of um, one person in particular in my history. um, That was like a father figure to me. And I knew it, but I didn't realize that basically everything with those wounds tied directly back to this one person. Now I'm not blaming the person at all. You know, the person still loves me. I communicated with them over the weekend, bawled my head off, came back into the workshop, bawling my head off, shared my story, bawling my head off. Um, And what I realized was um, to move forward, you really have to look at those stories. And you talked about, you think you've gotten over it. You're like, I see it. Woo, I healed it. All it does is you change, you flip over the hourglass and there's a new layer. And that's what just happened was this new layer being seen. And I literally feel like that anchor has been yanked up. Now, mind you, I'm going to go do my thing. But do you understand that those core wounds I just shared with you, nobody cares about Candace. I know it sounds very dramatic. Like, give me a break, Candace, please. But when that is underlying that fear that no matter what I do and what I said earlier, that nobody will care. So then if I believe that, then who's going to read my book? Who's going to, now it doesn't matter that I already know I'm going to sell thousands and millions of copies all around the world. See, I dream big. I, I don't want to limit myself at all. And the financial security part, sure, I've had a six figure career as a teacher, but is that all that I'm worth? Is that all I'm capable of? Hell no. But that little niggling fear underneath that little part of my inner child going, Candace, nobody cares about you. And you're, mm. you won't be financially abundant or successful and you won't be able to provide security for your children. Mm. I was like, hmm, okay. I see that. And before you see some of those things, sometimes you've got to say yes to the call, even before you have those answers. Sometimes because things, when you finally say yes to something, not only you're going to have new experiences and new opportunities, but you're going to have a new awareness of what has kept you uncomfortable for so long. Um, And you know what it is? I call, I say, compassionate courage. When I, it's not just about being courageous or brave. It's doing it compassionately for yourself. You have to see what got you where you are without blaming yourself and shaming yourself and all. And that is difficult. And I'm going to say one last thing real quick. When you talked about some people, we, we, we keep sticking with it. Why some people, and I'm going to be blunt, they would rather be in the complaining, uncomfortable misery, Because then they don't have to be responsible for themselves. They can blame the job, their partner, their past. And they can be like, these are all the reasons why I'm me. That's their story. Those things happened. You know, those things are happening. But what you make of it is on you. So if I don't want to take personal responsibility for my life, then I'm going to stick with that crappy job and the, you know, the relationship. And I'm going to blame that person, not look at myself to maybe actually make that relationship better. God forbid. I'm not going to see myself and see my parents as who they were as human beings no, 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 no. I'm going to stay exactly where I am because as uncomfortable as I am, I don't want to level up because then I've got to be more responsible. I might shine. People might see me and then I might fail.
0: Hey, are you local or close to the Waterloo region and consume a gluten-free diet or know someone who does? Well, this message is for you. There is an event coming soon you do not want to miss. On Sunday, September 17, the annual Gluten-Free Fest is coming to Kitchener where you'll be able to explore over 40 of the tastiest gluten-free vendors in KW and beyond, all under one roof. If you're gluten-free, you know how exciting this is. This year, it will be hosted at Bingaman's Conference Center and tickets are on sale now. Visit glutenfreefest.ca or find them on Eventbrite. Advanced ticket holders are guaranteed a Gluten-Free Fest tote bag. Listen, I took a look at the list of vendors and there are some pretty fabulous ones that are going to be there. You do not want to miss this. So go tell your gluten-free friends, mark the date in your calendar, September 17 from 10 to 4 and get your tickets on Eventbrite or by visiting glutenfreefest.ca. This event is sponsored by title sponsor Annie's Seafood Restaurant and other sponsors include Newton's No Gluten and Canadian Dietary Institute. I can't wait to go and I hope that I'm going to see you there.
1: So I'm ready to take that leap. I'm ready to be seen. I'm being vulnerable with you today. You are vulnerable. You bring people onto your podcast that are willing to be vulnerable. And um, when you strip that, well, actually (laughs) the book I'm talking about, Under the Armor, Embracing Your Inner Hero's Journey, when you're able to get under the armor and show that soft underbelly, that vulnerability with bravery and compassionate courage, the possibilities are infinite.
0: They really are. Yeah. Yeah. And it is endless and you, you just open up one, one little part and then you look inside and you're like, Oh shit, look at that. I didn't even think about that before. And and I think that too, when you are so, when you're on this journey, all of a sudden, instead of kind of keeping that sort of, you know, laser focus and just mm-hmm. looking, you know, I think that a lot of us, we, when we decide that we're going to do something, we're like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. Here's my plan. Here's my steps. Here's how I'm going to get there. This is what the end goal is going to look like. I've got tunnel vision. Like this is what I'm going to do. And what happens as you well know, I'm, so, I'm certain is that when we have this tunnel vision, we're not, we're not seeing in the side peripheral, we're not seeing what's going on around us. So we miss all these little nuances and opportunities. And like, it's not to say that where our tunnel vision is, is isn't is a bad thing. Maybe that's where we're going to end up. Maybe that's really what's calling us. But oftentimes, um, you know, the road is not this straight, narrow road that goes one direction, and is and is just there you go. It's, it's all over the place. It's a roller coaster. It's, and, and all the parts of the roller coaster are what leads you to the next part of your journey. So all of a sudden you get to that part where you're like, oh, I would never have considered this. You know, yes, I felt derailed and I was over here and I took a few months longer than I thought it was to get through this one part. And, you know, I know for me, even in this last year, it's like, oh my God, the transition has been so huge, right? Like so much has changed, yeah. but it's like, you know, and in the moment, sometimes we're like, damn it, like, why is this happening to me? And then you get past that moment and you look back and you go, that had to happen yep. because if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be able to see the way I see today. And the way you and I can help other people is that we're able to see ourselves for who we are. We're able to look back and and see the stories that we have been holding onto for a really long time. All those experiences that we've had that are very similar to a lot of other people who have had those experiences, right? Like, and so now we're able to look at it and go, holy, if I could help myself get through this along with many of my mentors along the way, then I can help others to get through their time because we're all capable of doing this. Yeah right? And it's such a beautiful way to be able to make an impact in this world. Like, oh my gosh, it's so fulfilling to be able to go out there and help people in this way.
1: I think you're right that we all can do this. Now, not everybody wants to do what we're doing, but I'm going to tell you that our trauma can end up, it is our gift to the world. We are perfect as we are right now. Of course, we want to grow and learn and whatever. Right now, this is exactly where we're meant to be. And I'm sorry if you're living in a miserable existence right now, but if you weren't meant to be where you are right now, then you wouldn't be there hmm. because this is where you are today. So today, starting from today, anything can happen. You talked about the tunnel vision. Let's bring it back to smart goals, okay? So <laughs> a goal should be smart. Um, what did that specific, measurable, accountable, um, real, oh, attainable and timely. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is what I used to teach my students. And then I stopped and you know what I did? I created a whole new smart goal Analogy or an what do you call that? Whatever that's called, acronym. Acronym. Thank you. So, um, soul guided, mindful awareness, releasing into trust. Oh, so, yeah. So listen, when you talk about so think about Gen Xer, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna be a teacher. So I gotta go to university and study this, and then I'm gonna do that. And blah, blah 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 blah. Now, all those experiences along the way. Imagine something comes like, no, no, I can't do that because I'm gonna do this. And, and focused. So when you allow your soul to guide you and a lot of people do not know how to tap into their soul. And that's something that I help people with. And once again, you don't have to be this hippie soulful. You know, I always say I'm like the academic, right? I've got all these degrees and a diploma. I'm there teaching in high school. And yet I'm going to tell you that that connection to my inner self and and tuning into my, uh, you know, my subconscious thoughts, my intuition has changed my life significantly. But when you tap into that and you can listen a little bit more to yourself rather than, you know, I call it the crow and the butterfly, the crow, ca, 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 that's your ego, you know, all the thoughts about the shoulds and what my mom said, and my husband says, my friend says, and my job says, when you can discern what that sound is, it's loud and it will explain things and talk a lot. But when you get quieter, go for a walk without your buds in or whatever, or you know, try and meditate. I'm not a good meditator right now because I, I like to think a lot and I love the me that does that fine. Go for a drive and don't listen to music. That is the best or in the shower. That's when all my clarity comes. But when you listen to that, um, you know, that inner voice, it doesn't try to convince you of anything. It doesn't try to convince you out of something. And i like to say, okay, yes or no. And the first thing that comes to mind, the first thing that pops up, go with it and say, hell yeah, I'm going to just do, I'm going to see what happens.
0: You know, hey, I'm just going to interrupt this episode right here for a second because I want to invite you to join me in the Joy Project community. It's a place where me and a sisterhood of women are building meaningful connections with each other, where we don't feel the need to hold back or put on our best face. We just show up as we are. It's a place to be encouraged to say the things out loud, to build your confidence, to learn about yourself and learn how to lean into your authenticity. It might be time for you to consider joining us. If you're feeling the pull for deeper connections, you want to have more honest conversations and find a place you belong simply by being you we meet online every week and we host an in-person social once every few months within the Waterloo region. So if you're feeling the pull to be a part of a group of women who are leaning in to focus on the good, to see life with a half cup full perspective and lifting each other up, this just might be what you've been looking for. Learn more and join us by visiting ca slash community. I really can't wait to see you in there. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, And it is like, um, I think for our listeners, anybody who maybe is just kind of starting their self-development journey, or maybe they haven't, or maybe they're feeling like that inkling inside of them. You know, I just want us to, I want to encourage anybody listening, you know, it, it takes a while to hear that
1: and trust that,
0: right? Um, But we've all been in positions or situations where like, I always bring it back to like, think of a time where your gut said, Ooh, I don't know about this. And then you did it anyway. And then the result was what you knew it was going to be or a version of that. It's like, remember that. So every time those things are happening, I don't know, write it down somewhere, put it somewhere where that can be part of your memory, because I'm always talking about like finding proof right? Yeah. It's like finding proof that you were listening to your gut or finding proof that you can do hard things or finding proof that you can change or that you can take a belief that you had and you can shift it into something new. Right. So it's, it's all, it starts wherever you are. Yeah. And, and no matter who you are, everybody is capable of making shift and change and yeah, it's hard, but it's also beautiful and amazing you know you know the shift really happens
1: when you shift how you see things um i think what's the quote like when you shift how you see things the things you see change or when you change how you see things the things you see change i don't know but um the first thing that i remember doing when i began that um really big huge transformation for myself it was i had hit a rock bottom in 2013 and it was horrific for me it was a really dark time and um I remember over the course of about a year and a half, different things would come into my world and I would say yes. And, um, and then a year and a half later. So right before I started my business in 2015, I remember I did a timeline and I still have this written in a journal. Okay. I was like, how did I go from being practically suicidal to being effing amazing? And so I'm like, first I did that. Oh, I remember I did that. And I created a timeline and those became my eight principles. But the very first thing I started with when I was in the deep darkness of my hellish life was what is good. I would think about, um, you know, when my ex is what comes to mind. That was a really big thing for me. I'm like, okay, but you married the guy, so what was in him before? What's good about him right now? And I'm like, you know what? He picks up his kids. And gosh, the other day he bought milk. You know, because he's from the states, so he brought milk over. And I started to look at the little things. And then I would notice like, you know, what's good today is um, I really love the temperature and it really helped me. And it's not about positive, you know, or toxic positivity. It's not about like my life sucks. So I'm going to focus on what's good. No, it's like, it's a reminder that not everything is bad. And I think that when you start to really look at your mindset, how you see things, especially how you see yourself, can I say one thing about how we see ourselves? Okay. Now you're beautiful and I'm beautiful. And I bet you every single, I know, I actually know this without a doubt that every single listener of this podcast is beautiful. But what I also know is that majority of them look at themselves and think, find something that they don't love. And I bet you at one time, maybe even this morning, um, myself, I'm pretty good at really loving all that I am right now. Like, and I've been working on that for a long time, but I want you to imagine that your body is sitting outside of yourself and it can hear you talk about yourself. And when you say, God, you're so wrinkly, or, you know, one thing I did notice was how much my hair, my gray hair is coming. out. I'm like, look at you sparkly sister, you. So, you know, I watch my words. Okay. I watch my words, but I notice that gray hair. I'm like, "Whoa, to kind of maybe do for a coloring there. Um, but imagine your body can hear you. Your body has been with you since the day you took your first breath and it's done. It's very best for you. Think about how you treat it. Have you had some wine? Have you been eating some chips? Have you been sitting on the couch, you know, and not doing the thing and your body's still getting you up and you're it's here today. Your ears are working, hopefully, and maybe you have assistance with whatever challenges you might face, but your body's doing its very best. And your body's like, do you see me? Mm -hmm. I am trying my best for you. Imagine how we look for love and acknowledgement and validation and approval from other people. We must start with ourselves. So if you can imagine, I'm very visual. So imagine your body's just listening and looking at you as you put it down or complain. I'm aging. I'm 48 years old. I don't look like what I look like when I was 20, but you know what? I think I look fucking better. I think I look better because as you said, before we got here, I am radiating and that is real stuff. I am radiating joy and love and abundance and enthusiasm. Do I feel this way all the time? No. And then sometimes I just want to curl up and just relax and watch some Netflix and that's okay. (laughs) But I pay attention. And when I'm feeling down, I go back to what is good. Hmm. What is good. And I look at all the different parts of me. And I say, thank you for getting me here today. And we've got, we've just begun. We've just begun. So I want them to, th- I want your listeners to think about that. How can they look at themselves and say some, how can they catch when they say the things that aren't so kind? Because you would never, ever, ever, you would never say that to your child. You would never say that to a parent. You would never say that to a best friend. So we cannot, and that's not even just our bodies. That's about ourselves. You know, you mm-hmm. should be this and you should be that and you're not what that person's I am me right now. And God damn it. I'm fabulous. I'm doing the best that I can today. And I love myself as I am in this moment.
0: Mm. I think it's
1: just a huge thing that will help us move forward in general. You can't move forward into greatness. If you can't see yourself right now as being great. It's
0: so not true. the greatest
1: you'll ever be, but you're great in this moment. You're as great as you you're great right now.
0: Yeah. And I, I like how you've laid that out and you know um, there are so many, voices, so many opinions, so much life that we have lived, hearing all those same kinds of things. And so at first that self-love feels selfish. It feels awkward. It feels weird and funny and dumb and stupid. Like you feel like an idiot doing it. Right. But it's, 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 it's part of that reprogramming our minds to be what we want them to be. Because if we think about our whole lives, from the time we were born, we were told things, right? We yeah. were influenced by things. Our parents believed things and 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 acted out those things. And so we believed in the environment that we grew up in. And then we went to school and yeah. all of the other opinions and the ways of other people. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you go into school and it's like, oh, I must fit in with everybody else. Like, how did that even become a thing? Because it's like we're all so damn different. But anyway, so you know, it's like all of this influence. So you know in in the the, the stages of learning to love yourself more and and in, in, in being able to find those good things about ourselves is also honoring and being graceful in that, you know, it's like that whole one step forward, three steps back, right. And I say one step forward, three steps back because people will be like, oh, two steps forward, one step back. No. Now, oftentimes it is one yeah. step forward and three back, right? Because you get on this path and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I love me. I'm doing good. And then all of a sudden you go to an event, you're with friends who mm, maybe aren't the best people in your life, yeah. or you are in some kind of surrounding where all of a sudden you hear all these other people talking like you used to talk to yourself. And then you take those three steps back because naturally- Because of how you've grown up, you you fall back into that place. And it takes getting back out of that and taking yourself back into that space again where you were when you first decided, and do it all over again, right? And keep, again, building that proof that I can do this, right? And then... Like we were like, I think we've sort of, you know, interwoven in here. It's like your surroundings have to continually change as you change. Right. And I think like, we're often afraid of, you know, if I, if I let go of these people, if I change these surroundings, if I let go of that job and get something different, you know, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to have any people? And the truth is, well, maybe sometimes you won't, but eventually you're going to start attracting more people that have a similar way about them. That you do. And like, yeah. look at this conversation right now. You and I have met each other only virtually. And and since our conversation, whatever, three years ago, like I have followed you on social. I'm like, oh, can this go? Like, I'm like your cheerleader behind the scenes. And um, you know, every now and then I'm like, oh, I love this. Like I comment or I, you know, throw a heart down or whatever. Um, and and here we are having this conversation today. And regardless of the fact that you live in Windsor and I live in Waterloo Region and that we haven't actually met in person, this is like, this is a connection. This is something that like I literally feel like, even though we don't know each other in person, our souls are connected in such a way that I could reach out to you in, in six months from now and say, Candace, like, I really need you because I need to talk through something with somebody who gets it or what, like whatever. We're connected. And just because our people in our lives aren't always right beside us, doesn't mean that we don't have people there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. You like said
1: I- so many nuggets of gold right there. I am beaming my, I've got my hair standing up on end of my arms. I'm like, cause you know what? You attract what you believe you are. And once again, not a dig at anybody who's like looking around them going, Oh my God, that's okay. Um, when you were saying all the different things at the beginning about it's not easy at the beginning, you know, people are looking for an easy answer. They're looking for the magic pill, the, the, the easy button, you know, staples had that easy button, I think. And the key thing is you got to practice and you have to be patient with yourself. And you go back to that compassion. You have, and grace. Um, one of my top four, I've got these core four principles. And the last one is be gentle with yourself. And I Mm -hmm. say, I love the me that I love the me that dot, 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 lost my sh- my shit on my kid or ate that bag of chips or whatever, you know, felt like I couldn't do it today. I really have to pay attention to my cycle. Um, I am, I am going through the mystery of magic of whatever menopause might be, even though I'm still regular. Um, I like how you called it magic. I'm just going to pause. It's right all about the words you choose, right? I'm like, yeah. it is. I have this beautiful book that I'm reading. And I think that we don't talk about things enough and I'm changing and I'm, but you know what, this is actually this part of my life. So late forties, right? This part of my life is my wisdom. You know, it's my wisdom. We come in and we are these young men and women and we're learning and we're eager and we're scared and we do all these dumb things as we're trying to figure ourselves out our thirties. We tend to get really responsible, right? And do all the things. And even if we're single and didn't have kids, we're working probably right. Um, and then we get to the forties and it's, you know, the kids get bigger and the job changes. We either advance. or so we're like, what am I doing? The marriage changes, relationships, whatever. And I feel like, like when I tell you that the best is yet to come, I mean it without a doubt. And I'm not looking back and going, God, what a life. I'm like, what, what a journey, what a journey. And, and you know, that thing is about the people in your world, when I contacted that family member that I realized I still, and I was talking, I was baw- like I said, bawling. I'm talking like snot crying. It was so <laughs> weird and uncomfortable. And I knew that I needed to go through that. Um, but what I really realized is that I don't need my past to be part of my future. I had actually was really good with the relationship and how it was. I released, I was like, I'm okay. They were there at that time. I know that they still love me, But they aren't meant to, I already said these things that I I knew they weren't, and I had already done all this stuff, but what had to come out was to see those wounds that I was still holding on to. But then what was so freeing, I wrote a five page letter. It's sitting right down here, a five page letter to that person as we were guided to in this thing that I was in. And the, the letter will never be sent. It was more for myself about seeing myself, apologizing to myself, taking responsibility for whatever flaws I might've had. Of course I was flawed. I was struggling and I don't need, sometimes you gotta know when to let go and you never know how things will come back around. You mm. just keep, okay, you are number one, always. You are always, not your children, not your partner, you always, you are number one. And when you treat yourself as number one, you love yourself, you you fuel yourself well and you keep on growing, then it creates a ripple effect. So if you really love your children, but my children and my partner and my parents, Everyone else will will benefit from your radiant radiance because you are taking care of yourself. You are number one. And they will then in turn treat themselves as number one. Imagine what the world would be like is if we loved ourselves more so that we could love everyone else better. That'd be fantastic.
0: What a world it would be <laughs> if we all loved ourselves, you know? Yeah. How much pain we could save, how much um torment. You know, when we just surrender, you know, we are here as we are, and we spend most of our lives trying to be something that we're not, we because resist. that's what we're right. Well, but we're also taught, you yes. know, like for me, it was like, I, I came out ready to smile and laugh and bring joy, but it was, it was like, struck like strangled out of me from the time. Not literally, <laughs> figuratively, <I know. laughs> right. Um, but you know, I was constantly told that I was too much, too loud to, you know, Christine be quiet. Like we don't have like enough being playful, like grow up already, you know, like all of those things. So that's, that's what you do because you're just, you're, and now it's like, people say to me all the time, they're like, Oh my God, you do not seem 48. And I'm like, no, I don't even feel 48 because somehow throughout all of that struggle, I found this internal thing in myself, no matter when I was really having a hard time or not, it was like. Like this isn't forever. Somehow my my body just knew like this this moment, this isn't forever. And there's joy everywhere when we yeah. look for it, we can find it, right? Like it's coming back to like what you're talking about is like finding those moments of gratefulness, finding the things about ourselves that we like, but f- you know, like th- all of these things. It's like once you can lean into just playing more, giving yourself freedom to just be who you are, and you know, practicing, like you say, practicing being more of who you are, yeah, because that takes some practice, right? Right. But it does take, yeah, Oh, unapologetic for sure. But like, you know, it it does take practice. Like I remember, like I've let go of so many friends now in my world um, as a result of all of the development that I have done for myself and not because they're bad people, not because I don't still love them, but because, you know, we just weren't synergistic anymore. Right. And it's like, I am a very sensitive person as well. And I tend to um, I feel everybody else's pain as an empath, right? So, um, it it becomes really hard for me to be around certain people. So partly it's self-protection. Well, mostly I would say a self-protection, but also I can't be my best self when I always have to be there to, I'm not here to save other people like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. I am here to help influence, to bring joy, to help you see for yourself that you're capable and willing and and able to do whatever it is that's in you, whatever that is, whoever you are, in whatever way that is, not to, not to just be here to save people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a big difference. There's a big differentiator there. And, um, anyways, I don't really know exactly where I was going with that. Cause now I, what what's that perimenopause, the brain fog. It's like, boom, all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I was making a point. Now I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore, but anyways, it's beautiful. this' was beautiful. <laughs> I am loving just sitting here and chatting with you. I do feel like we really could talk all day. In fact, I'm, pretty I know sure. I've already, I just noticed the time I'm like, wow, So, so uh, before I let you go, um, you've mentioned a few things like, of course, you've, you've now um, basically left this career behind, right? Like your intention to move forward is to let it go for all, for all intents and purposes. And you're, you're going to go to, do you say Guatemala to write a book? Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious, like, you know, this sounds like, you know, you're listening to a movie when you hear people say, oh, I'm going to go to Bali and, you know, do this thing, or I'm going to go to Guatemala and write a book. So why Guatemala? What is it that's drawing you there? And, um, you know, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Okay, so last summer, I, I got to go to an event in Estonia, which I thought was a made up country, but it's up near Finland and attached to Russia. Um, I went to Estonia. I attended this event called Mine Valley University, and I was able to speak. And um when I was there, I met this gentleman. i My intuition suggested I ask him out for lunch. He was doing a pre- he was doing an official Mind Valley presentation about writing books. And so he said, yes. And I was like, okay, look, let's go for lunch. And he told me about this retreat, a writer's retreat that he does in Guatemala. So very expensive. So this is like just <laughs> $20,000 US retreat. And he said, I want to give it to you for at cost. So for, for half the price. So I remember I, I emailed him in September and I said, you know, this is verbal, right? We're just out for lunch. And I said, I just want to check in with you, that this is a real thing that you will honor that he's like, Absolutely. And so um, in June, right when I finished teaching, I contacted him again and I'm like, I'm in. And he gave me my discount code and I paid. And that's why it's in Guatemala. So there's a month long retreat. So what, if I didn't go, I'd be paying, I'd have to pay for a coach. And I, this includes everything. This is accommodations, my meals, activities, but it's also doing the book layout, the cover design. I'm so excited about that. Um, the coaching through it, the editing, the proofreading, the publishing. So I will be published through Cranberry Press and all the marketing for it. So um, it's like a one and done deal. And I feel like the experience in Guatemala will be a life-changing event. I, I feel like, so Estonia was life; it was unbelievable what occurred to me there and now Guatemala. So right now through my business, I'm focusing on working with women who are in their 40s you know, and beyond or under, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, they say, find your niche, right. And I really resist that, especially as a teacher, when you accommodate to everybody and, you know, all those things, but I want to work with women and I do work with women. It's not like a new thing, but who are ready to take their own leap or they're feeling that call and really guiding them through that. So I start at the beginning and then move on through. And, um, so there's different programs. I'm doing something, I don't know when this airs, but, there's something that's going on in September. And then um, when I come back from Guatemala, after writing the book, I'll be doing a whole other program and really working with people to get under the armor. So the women that I'm working with are the ones who had to be strong. And rather than getting involved with things that, th- that weren't in their best interest, they did all the things that they thought they should do. They were the good girl and they did all the right things and they made all these responsible decisions And what they did was they put up an armor to protect not only themselves, but then later on their children or their partners and whatever. But what they've done is they've blocked their ability to receive, especially love, and be able to be seen for exactly who they are. And um, I think that that's what's the most important part of my journey, because I know as someone who put up an armor, that when you lower that armor and you allow yourself to be seen um, vulnerably, um, it is so powerful and so healing. And then you are destined for the, the warrior self that you're meant to be, you know, just going out there, Kung Fu and everybody, no joking, but you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But also like, cause you and I work with similar demographics yep, and, do. and do similar things. And, um, the beauty in that is we get this amazing opportunity to help women see themselves for who they truly are and to stand with them. You know, because people will say to me, well, why are you doing that? I'm like, you know what? Through most of my life, I didn't have a person who I could stand with, right? Or I went through different modalities to try to find the different people I could learn from. And and I believe that that's part of what it is, right? It's learning from very many different things and places and people, but in my life, I didn't have a person. And I feel like so many people are in that position. So many of us don't have a person, we don't have someone who's willing to show us that that cup half full, or show us and point out the proof in that what we're doing, and to help us see ourselves for who we really are, and to stand with us, you know, like, I think that's such an important part. And I just also want to say, like, as you were just as you were talking about how you went to Estonia, and then you met this guy, and you went out for lunch, and like, this, when we were talking earlier about, mm-hmm. you know, this is my path and, and all of a sudden you're going to get all these, ra- what seem like random things that that yep. play no role or part, but in the moment you're just like, Oh, this feels right to do. oh this feels good. Oh, I'm going to follow this because it feels good. Look at all the magic that came out of that for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the gift you were able to receive for being able to get this opportunity you know, there's probably a previous version of you that wouldn't have been able to accept that gift because, like, oh no, 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 like you don't need to do that for me. Like, I'm not special enough. No one sees Candace, you know, like um, what a beautiful You know, the biggest thing story. though,
1: the biggest lesson I learned, uh, well, not the biggest, but one of them was investing in myself. Um, I invested over 12 grand in, in a business, and that investment was not the best thing, but it brought me Siobhan, who you met when we did, you know, our previous podcast. Um, and sometimes you just never know, but we are the greatest investment and we are talking about financial flow and it's not about, um, you know, you also have to trust your gut when you put your money behind something, but we put our money to all the other things. We pay the bills, we get the Starbucks, we buy our kids backpacks for back to school. But once again, I'm number one, you're number one. And I know we have to wrap it up in a second, but I want to tell you something. As I was listening to you talk, you know what I love so much about you, Christine D. (laughs) You want to know what I love so much about you? What is it? The one thing I love about you so much, and um, as you're talking, I rem- was I was reminded of it. I was listening to your other podcast. I've met you before. And I think one of the things I love about you the most is that you're just so effing real. And that reminds me of me. So when you think about who you're working with, the thing is, I say, I'm not the Instagram girl. Sure, I go on Instagram and I you know, might put some makeup on and I'm posting a selfie or whatever, but I'm the grocery store girl. You want to talk to me, you can approach me in the freaking grocery store. I might be in my sweats. My hair might be all jacked, but I'm going to talk to you and love the shit out you. And I'm going to give you the, I'm going to treat you exactly as I was treat you. If you're paying me $50,000 to work with me privately, you know what I'm talking about? And mm-hmm. so one thing I love about you is that no matter where you go, no matter how much money you make, you're always Christine D just shining brighter and being so brilliantly beautiful. And that's why people come to you and I, because they see themselves in us. I don't try to be something I'm not. I'm exactly who I am. And because of that we're able, people are able to connect in a way with us that they might not connect with someone else because they never have to compare. They might,
0: but they don't have to. (laughs) Yeah. And they, and they don't have to guess where you're at. You know, I think the thing is that when you're willing to be vulnerable, you're willing to be honest, even when it's hard, you know, you can be honest and kind, even when they're hard conversations, right? Like, but when you're willing to just put your whole heart into what you're doing, people know exactly where you stand. And when people you're showing up flawed, like when I love when you posted yourself in your bathing suits, I'm
1: like, first of all, fabulous. I was like, but some people be like, Oh, I have, I have an extra five pounds on my you know. I'm, I'm like, I was out in a bikini on a boat the other day on a big, huge boat. I was like, yes, I don't need to like, this is beauty. Even with my little pooch from having three kids buy a C-section and whatever. And, and that's like, just, we are beautiful and we are fabulous. And so are all your listeners. Like, let's bring it. Let's bring the awesomeness it. out there. Oh, yeah, I love thank it. You.
0: you know, we really are sisters from other misters. I'm For pretty sure I've said that to you before. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel, like I said, I've said it several times already. I feel this soul connection. Our energy is very similar. And I think that we're literally on this planet to do this kind of work. And yeah. we have been drawn together for some reason. I don't know. I see a future, Candice and Christine, something. Sure. I don't know. I'm feeling that. So, uh, we'll come back to that another time. Yep. But listen, Candace uh, it has been such an honor and pleasure to have you here to speak with you. Um, I would love to have you come back another time. Uh, I'd love to reconnect with you. In fact, maybe I after Guatemala. Yeah, I would love to hear about that and uh, and share that you know next stage and and part of your life with our listeners and. I just, I just want to, I just want to take a minute to honor you. And I'm so grateful that you have done the work and to be able to be here with me to talk today, but also be able to be here to be one of those of us who are out here to help. We are the helpers, right? We are the leaders who are leading from the heart. And um, I'm just so glad that you've been able to come and chat with me today. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you to your listeners. Love you. Oh, and I just want to also, because I half the time forget to ask this question. And then later I'm like, yeah forgot to ask is um how can our listeners follow you find you um to if they are interested in learning more about what who you are and what you do and they just want to follow along tell us where the, where can they find you I recommend so I've got a website candisallen.ca
1: and um but find me on social media Candace 717 Don't ask me what seven one seven means I got it actually tattooed on the back of my neck it's it's a pretty special number but Candace Allen717 on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Check that's out what I'm up wonderful. to wonderful.
0: I will. Yes. and I for the listeners, I will put those in the in the show notes so that you can find them. And the links will be right there. And Candace, you know you're coming back. And <laughs> I can't wait to hear more about Guatemala and all the things and magical things coming your way,
1: all right, Christine, thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Thanks, listeners. And you know what? There are so many nuggets in this conversation with Candace. And, you know what? This might be one of those episodes you want to listen to again because I find that, you know, we pick up different things at different times and different moments and where we're ready for them. So I feel like this is one of those conversations that might need like a double listen. Um, but you know, take from it what you will. And just like every conversation, you know, leave behind what's not for you. But I feel like when we're on this path to self discovery, there is so much to be learned. And there are so many leaders out there that can show you the way. And if there's something in what Candace or I have been able to show you and offer you, please dig in for a little bit more. Thank you for being here and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'd like to invite you to hit the follow button on this podcast so you'll be notified when the next one drops. And if you liked this episode, please leave a review as it will help others to find this message. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at It's Me Christine D. Or if you'd like to connect about being a guest on the show, ask me about group or one-on-one joy and mindset coaching, learn more about the Joy Project community, or consider hiring me for your next speaking engagement, please visit itsmechristined.ca. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.